You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. This is called Pilot Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on The Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor-in-chief of our website. I'm also one of the hosts of this podcast. Uh, you can check out our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Lots of great articles, lots of great podcasts. Check it out as soon as you possibly can. Joining me to talk about Season 3, Episode 1 of The Mandalorian are my stalwart co-hosts for this endeavor. You know them. You love them. We've got MC Brooks. We've got James Rambo. Fellas, Let's jump right in to season three, episode one of The Mandalorian. Um, I watched this episode and like I looked at how long it was because I always do that. I'll like, okay, how much time do I have to invest in this before I have to do whatever bullshit I have to do in the real world? And I looked and I was like, oh, 37 minutes. Oh, that's not that bad. Okay, cool. I can jump into this. And like, I kind of like that. I kind of like that it wasn't a huge... Uh, investment but i also like that it gave just enough to be like okay so this was satisfying in this episode but it's also setting everything else up for the rest of this season right um i, I i'm not gonna like jump out of like, i'm not gonna do the oh this is amazing this is the best episode it's so great it's so one no nah, i gotta see the whole thing because i'm sure it's telling a cohesive story it was good it was fine it was exciting whatever um i like that we got introduced a couple of different things going on here um, what his plans are going to Mandalore that there's fucking pirates involved now like that weird like moss pirate guy uh, whatever the fuck that thing was um, <laughs> yeah um, I liked that I liked that we got to see um, Apollo Creed running that planet that was cool <laughs> um, the master of disaster you know <laughs> like Count of Monte Fisto um, I'm trying to think of all the other nicknames that he has um yeah, that was cool. I like that they that the I love the hand wave they gave to Cara Dune. Where's Cara Dune? I don't fucking know. She's a cop or some shit. She had to return to her home planet. Yeah. <laughs> fucking poochied the shit out of that broad. Well, that sucks to be you. 
Um, maybe you shouldn't have said uh, anti-Semitic shit on Twitter. Um, Super easy. I'm not doing it right now. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, I, I liked what they did with it. I liked the setup for it. Um, it was, if you were looking for a microcosm of what that show is, that first episode of season three is exactly what it was. Set up some narrative. Check. Um, kill some people. Check. Um, cool space shit. Check. Um, Grogu doing adorable Grogu shit. Check. Okay, we checked off all the boxes, guys. We're good. This episode's done. Like, yeah, no complaints. No, like, accolades where I'm like, this was amazing. It was, yeah, good enough. Good start, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, MC, we started with you when we were talking Last of Us. Rambo, let's start with you when it comes to Mando Season 3. What did you think of the premiere episode? Uh, I thought it was a great tutorial walkthrough. I like that he got so many side missions. Um, he certainly has a lot to do in this open world sandbox environment. He has it, 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 if I had a complaint, it's that it feels very much like a video game. It does. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very, like, I, I literally said that while watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. What's my main storyline? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he has, you know, you, you know, the, the story missions he has to do and, and, and he has a couple side missions, uh, a little side quest stuff he can do as well, which, you know, obviously we're gonna do all of that. Um, it's. Yeah, I mean, like, they very clearly set up, you know, who are going to be the sort of ongoing antagonists throughout. Um, those pirates had some balls on them, man. Like, like no, we're going to drink here. It's like, you are so clearly in the wrong place. Yeah, um, yeah I, uh, I dug it. I, uh, I thought it was, you know, maybe a little, a little too, uh, uh, not expository, but sort of clear in its breakdown. It's it's not dissimilar to the um, the the pacing for the Coraline movie. Like there are definitely bits where you're like, oh, and this is how you would set up the game. Like she has to do this thing, which leads to this thing, which leads to this thing. Um, but you know, how much can I complain about something that clearly establishes its goals? Tells you, like, breaks down what the narrative needs to do. Um, make sure that everyone's on the same page in terms of knowing where the story will go, what has to happen. Oh, does Bo-Katan just sit in that fucking chair all day and just, and just, <laughs> and like, just mope? Brood? Yeah, yeah like, I know. She's just like, <laughs> I just picture her like, I I, I figure it's like a, a split between her sitting in that chair and then also like wistfully staring at the window with like her chin on her hands just being like, <sighs> yeah like man you wouldn't be I great if i was the saber like, yeah well if you think you deserve it there's someone you could fight and take it off of no not gonna do that well, he, li he, literally, he literally could have just been like yo do you want to be like ruler of the mandalorians just it's just me and you in this room right now tell everybody you kicked my ass here you go no, he did didn't he fucking do that? He was like, no, here, here you go. Just take it. Well, he, he tried like, no, to, but he was in front of a whole works. bunch of other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. When they're alone. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just... But it, pull a, that, pull that, a fight club does... and, like, fight himself and, like, throw him through. <laughs> <laughs> that does feel like the most uh, uh, kind of, like, easy to fix uh, uh, plot, like, like dangling plot elements. Like, there's, yeah. there's like, nine ways around this. Um, not the least of which is just her sucking it up because it's not it's not even like oh i lost 
And that's why I think of the Darksaber. It's, oh, you did it before I could. So now, me. Like, it's just kind of like, nobody wants to be my friend. Oh. Yeah. But I want to be to be in charge. Um, well, if you only have friends who are sticking around because they think you're going to have some power, they ain't your friends. Yeah. They, they're, they're not even clearly not even your subjects. Um, yeah, that, that's the thing about, like, that is, is the, the, the bit that has the, it gives me the most like, huh. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess that's a way to do that. Mandalorians um, are dicks, dude. Just like in shit, general. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, y'all are, you want to get your shit together. Um, but yeah, no, I, I dug it. I'm, you know, as always, I'm excited to see more. Um, I am hoping that he will properly have a realization about. Yeah, I'm sorry. The second yawn, like two episodes. Um, Same here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm hoping that he will have like his own personal revelation about what is clearly a fucking cult that he's in. Um, I, I I do like that conversation with him and Bo, where she's just like, "Yeah, your whole people, your whole group." fucked things up way before anybody else did. Uh, like Y'all are the ones that splintered everybody. Um, you're the one that led to, like y'all are the people that led to the actual fracture of our community. Um, like I'm excited to see more about that. Yeah, um, that doesn't sound like that has any real world implications or anything, does it? But no, whatever you mean. Absolutely not. Splinter faction of psycho fanatics ruining the entire world. I just, I'm not following, like, um... I really wish they'd leave politics out of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I dug it. It was, it was fucking cool. I, I also appreciate, uh, uh, or actually, I, I'd say, I, or rather, I don't appreciate the fact that he swoops in, saves everyone's asses, and she's still like, you are not a Mandalore. Like, bitch, I just saved your life. And the lives of like your new recruit. And, I'm not a Mandalore. Like, you wouldn't be a Mandalorian if it weren't for me. You would be alligator food. Yeah. Oh, also, is this the dark saber that I'm carrying right now on my person? But I'm not. Okay. How about how about you're not? How about that? Hmm? <laughs> well, yeah, I'll do that. Scoot it off you. No more. Yeah. You you are just sunbrod in a fancy helmet. How you like that? Fuck out of here. Um, um, what's interesting is the horns that she has on her helmet. Do you know those? who those are a nod to? I honestly can't tell if you're setting me up for a joke. No, I'm not. No, no. I don't. No, the horns are a nod to Darth Maul. Oh, no because shit. It, yeah, because Darth Maul at one point, um, some Clone Wars, Clone Wars lore for you, if you didn't know, at one point, he's the leader of Death Watch. Oh, shit. Yeah, he has the Darksaber at one point because he's fucking Darth Maul and like he's just like an agent of chaos in the Clone Wars it, like just in general just just that's all he's there to do is just fuck shit up and yeah so that, that those horns on her helmet are a nod to him well goddamn yeah um yeah no I I uh I don't know why it didn't occur to me I'm sure this has probably been brought up before but the fact that Beskar is only naturally occurring, or seemingly only naturally occurring on Mandalore, yeah, um, also really adds something to this whole like, oh, it was just plundered for natural resources. That's yeah, that sounds like yeah, colonialism. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, weird. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I dug it. I'm excited to see more. Yeah. Uh, Master Cheezer, what say you? I mean, I'll be very brief. I I enjoyed it. It was, uh, you know, it's kind of weird to be starting a, the new season of a show in episode three, uh, saying as we got the first two episodes in Book of oh. that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. But uh, even with even even with that, like it, this this episode felt very much like a like a big setup episode, just so you know kind of what you can expect over the course of the remainder of the season. Um, it was nice to kind of hear, uh, well, just to just see them, uh, to see Mando and Grogu again together after after everything that, that happened in season two and obviously in, in Boba Fett also. Just, just nice to see them. Uh, it feels like man, season two was so long ago at this point that you know having a refresher was kind of nice. It really does, yeah. Um, um but yeah, no, I I dug the shit out of the episode. Um, you know, I <laughs> I uh, the Bo-Katan thing was funny because I was thinking the same. I thought the I thought the same thing um, when we got when we got to her part. And, She's uh, so sad, poor Bo. Oh, the fucking uh, the Anzellans too. Fucking adorable ass. Oh, oh that yeah. Was, that sequence was fantastic. Because he just he was like, he was like <laughs> picking them up. And he's like, right. I want to hold them and hug yeah. them. And they're like, no, yeah, bad baby. No, bad no, baby. No squeeze. <laughs> Shit was hilarious. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm a grandfather to four. Get off me. This is bullshit. I love that they all have yeah. the, the Joe Dirt. <laughs> Like white trash yeah. <laughs> facial hair, the fucking <laughs> soul patches and shit. It's pronounced Deerte. <laughs> <laughs> Don't church that name up, boy. Uh, I fucking quote fuck. that movie way more than I should, man. Like, <laughs> I love, I love that movie so much. When he's talking to the one guy, like and he's like looking for his family, and he's like, "This was my home." He's like, "Home, home may make it." He goes. You like you like to see homos naked. That's that's cool, man. I'm not judging you. Like you got it. Yeah, we'll float your boat. He's <laughs> so dumb, but goddamn it, I love it. Um, yeah, just yeah. overall. Um, but hey, can we? Full episode, yeah. I want to give a, I want to give uh, Rambo some props here. Can we give a shout out to Swamp Thing for his uh, crossover appearance in this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just that he looks like Swamp Thing. He specifically looks like. The Swamp Thing from the 90s cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so particular. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, hey, Swamp Thing. Didn't know you were making a Marvel Star Wars crossover here. Good for you. Wait, is Swamp Thing Marvel or DC? DC. DC. Okay, DC there. They're DC Star Wars crossover. Ooh, maybe Marvel's buying DC. Ooh. Since people are dumb. Um, speaking of dumb people... Um, I, I just love hearing whiny fanboys on TikTok because there was a dude that I was listening to this morning and he was just like, I just like, I don't like that. Like the first season of the Mandalorian, like you could watch by itself and like the second season too. But like with this one, you had to like go back and like watch like some of the book of Boba Fett and like, you know, like this hard and like Marvel does this too, but Marvel does it better. And it's just like, dude, shut up. Like either watch Star Wars or don't. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Marvel hasn't ha- certainly hasn't had anything that requires previous exposure to things, or DC for that matter, or any fucking thing ever on the face of anything. Yeah. Like it's just like I am so fucking sick of this already because I we were I, we warned y'all that this was going to happen when remember when they announced that all the TV series and all the movies for MCU were going to be connected in some way, shape or form. And that you would have to watch the other ones in order to get it. And people started getting butt hurt about it. And like the thing that made me the angriest, it's like, have you ever read a fucking comic book? Because this has been going on for decades. Like, Hey, did you want to know how this happened to rogue? Well, you would have read, needed to read uncanny X-Men number 374 in order for you to understand that. But like, here's the other thing is like you read the comic book and it said hey rogue how'd you get that scratch on your face oh yeah that happened when i had to fight apocalypse and there's a little like star it says x-men number 374 and you either go and read it or you're like oh okay so she got a scar from that fucking cool whatever and you move the fuck on like you didn't actually need any of the stuff from book of boba fett to understand what was going on because he literally fucking said it in this episode like what? Did, what did you miss? That he was that he was uh, an apostate now for yeah. um, the Mandalorians because he took off his helmet. Guess he he told that too. The, the fucking master of disaster himself, Grieve Karga. He told him, "I'm an apostate. They don't want me around for whatever reason." Okay, cool. Well, we know why because he took his fucking helmet off. And then That's the it. fucking the armorer says it to him. You took your helmet off. Yeah, they I'm showed right. it in the flashback. You yeah. literally could like fuck. Just shut up. If you if you want to have context for things the second they show up sure you have to have watched the the other show you have to have watched the little like in between episode but you can absolutely just come into this cold and be like oh he has a new ship yeah yep oh Grogu's back okay well how that happened it just fucking did it just did don't worry about it it was one of the many yeah. things that happened off screen like you never see uh, uh, Din take a shit. Probably happens. Just assume <laughs> that it's not something you need to watch. Yeah. Or yeah. if you if you really want to be fully caught up, you need to watch all the episodes where Din takes a shit. That's really on you. Yeah. Yeah. Where and like is the subsection of stat. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Scat Wars, yeah. Scat Jesus. Wars. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I I'm I'm just like you you can't win. You can't win with with fandom. Like just fanboys fucking ruin everything. Like Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, fucking everything. It's just like or you know what? No, it's not even the fandom. It's the internet. It's just like as soon as people are like, wait, I can record in a whiny voice why I don't like this thing, they're going to do it. And like, my biggest thing, and I'm, and I'm going to lean on this every single time, I love that there's a shitload of Star Wars content out there now. And not just animated stuff. Because for a while, I was kind of biased against the animated shit. I was like, I don't really want to watch this. This is... Uh... And then I did, and I liked some of it, and I didn't like some of it. Like, for instance, I know people. some people love The Bad Batch. I think that shit is boring as fuck. Like, I just do not care. I don't care. Like, I know everybody's like, oh, but it's so good. Is it? I don't. I'm good. Um, I love the live action shit, though. I know you guys still haven't finished um, um, Andor. No, not yet. But, like, that 
that was once you guys do you'll, you'll see what i'm talking about i know it's it's a hard hard get because it's so dense and, and depressing but like the whole yeah once you get more of it you'll understand but like i love that there's a despair i like that there's a balance to it i like that there's a yin to the yang you have that which is grounded in dark realism mixed with obi-wan where you have the like honestly the high fantasy element of it where it's yeah. like this fantastical fight between darth vader and obi-wan kenobi that we've been waiting for for decades that did not fucking disappoint and like that you have a little bit of everything it's a, it's a buffet of star wars shit do you want animated shit there's tons of animated shit do you want like funny adorable cute shit fucking turn into mandalorian when you see baby yoda just doing adorable baby yoda shit like that's what he does that's his job like mando doing cool mando shit like you get a good balance of all of it and like the the whole like oh well you're gonna oversaturate star wars i don't fucking think you can same thing with Star Trek. I love that there's all this new Star Trek content. I don't think you can oversaturate it. Same thing with Marvel. We're talking about Marvel's been around for how long now? 80 years, 90 years, something like that? Uh, I think not quite that long, but yeah, right around there. Like 70, yeah. 80 years, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's a lot of content. That's a lot of shit. Like, I would love to see all, not all of it, but I, I would love to see a lot of variety of things that I can pick up and watch whenever I want. Like, see some cool X-Men stuff, see some cool Avengers shit, see some cool Captain America stuff, see some cool uh, Captain Marvel, like fucking whatever. Just like, let people have the room to create. But I also think that what they're doing now with Marvel, where they're like, hey, we're gonna space things out a little bit. Cool, great, I got time. That means I can catch up on all the other shit that I haven't watched, because there's been a lot of it that comes out. Yep. Yeah. Nobody hates Star Wars like Star Wars fans, right? Nobody <laughs> hates Star Wars like Star Wars fans. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think hates their stuff more? Star Wars fans or DC fans? Oh, Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans. That's, yeah. The only caveat would be, well, actually, no, because they're not even the, 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 the loud minority of Snyder fans. Specifically yeah. about that. Because that's the thing. I don't, I don't think a lot of DC fans actually dislike the 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 media and the um well and also now are we talking unjustified um uh, because you know there have been plenty of dc projects i love dc comics but there have been plenty of dc projects i'm like what the fuck is this um whereas i think a lot of the star wars fandom is just so eager to be upset um by what comes out like it it, it their ver version of star wars exists in this very narrow window and anytime it deviates from that it's this huge problem um i think that that dc fans have most just been like throw me a bone man like come on there's gotta <laughs> be something um and for the most part you've kind of gotten it like yeah. I mean, the, the CW shows still have their fan base. Mm -hmm. The animated stuff, whether that's uh, Young Justice or Harley Quinn, like that has the, that has their fans. And we talked about it, but there seems to be a lot of excitement about what James Gunn is going to do with his upcoming with this upcoming universe. Yeah, I'm excited. Like, there was a, there was a lot of excitement about that. Uh, and and like the only people who were really content to hate on it are that small loud minority of Snyder cult fans. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's, it, yeah, there, there are people who aren't necessarily DC fans as a whole. They are fans of a very particular version um, of those characters and in a particular format. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's just, it's exhausting. It's the only way I can describe it. It's just like, I get so tired of people like you wanted all this i'm not you like just in general we all wanted this content we wanted to have these things on the big screen and like the people said well it's not good enough and like but by whose standard just this very narrow margin that you expected it like and and that's the other side to this too is like what exactly did you expect and i i think that no, I'm not going to do it again. Fuck, I've done it so many goddamn times where I'm just like, the problem is, is it's so easy to shit on things. And like, everybody thinks that just by shitting on things that makes you a critic. Yeah. Yeah, it's the easiest. It's the path of least resistance. It's, oh, it's the fucking dark side. It's quicker. It's more seductive. It's easier. Hey, look at that. I made a Star Wars parallel there. You fucking nerds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I like, I like being able to watch shit and enjoy it. Like, I can't think of any of these things that I liked as a kid that I've that I've turned on to watch and I've just been like, this is horrible and it's ruined my childhood. No, I've just been like, that was cool. They blew some shit up. That was fun. But like, yeah. Or maybe you watch and you're like, eh, I really wish they had done X, Y, or Z, but okay. Yeah. yeah. The end. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I mean, it's, it's weird that like I can be kind of an optimist with these things in a lot of aspects because like, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, Superman returns with, um, Brandon Ralph by all of reviews. Most people are like the movie was just, eh, it was all right. There were a couple cool things about it, but for the most part, it was very, the pacing was really slow. Like the movie just seemed kind of boring. Um, I thought, um, you know, before his transgressions with other things, I thought that um, Kevin Spacey was one of the best Lex Luthor, Lex Luthers we've seen on screen. Um, I thought Brandon Routh looked the part. I wish they'd given him more dialogue, but there were some things in it that I really enjoyed. And like, it wasn't an Easter egg hunt, but there were things that happened in that movie that were directly from the comics. So for instance, when he falls back to earth after taking that like weird piece of like Krypton that was built in the ocean and threw it into space, right? And he falls back to earth and they're trying to resuscitate Superman and they're trying to inject him with stuff and they can't because they can't get through his skin. That is directly from um, the death of Superman comic books like because they're trying to resuscitate superman they're trying to bring him back they're trying to like shock him with the um with the paddles they're trying to inject him with stuff they can't because they can't pierce his skin and i was like oh that's really cool that's a nod to the fucking comic oh that's really nice like i like seeing shit like that um i like the close-up shot they have of the gun like right at his eye and it bounces off his fucking eyeball i thought that was cool as hell like I try to find something in there that I enjoyed, some good in it and everything. Like, I know that's impossible. Like, for some people, it's the other way around. They go in there with their arms crossed. But, like, now I'm curious. Of these things that you've loved, these things that you grew up watching, these things that you grew up reading, has there been one that's come out where you've just been like, this is fucking dog shit and I hate it? The one thing that springs to mind is I read all the... Um, Alien vs. Predator novels, uh, which were the novelizations of the comics. I just didn't have the ac access to the comics. And I really love those books. And I went into that Alien vs. Predator movie really excited. And fuck that movie. 
Um, they took an, just enough uh, from the books and the comics that you're like, okay, you're so you're gonna do you do this thing, you're gonna pay off this thing, and then they just don't. Not like, oh, they 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 adapted it and they made a couple choices. No, it just they just didn't do one thing. Like if you follow through on like a handful of things, um, or or like they just made really weird choices that just don't seem to make any sense. Um, it is very frustrating. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, it, it's one of the few times I can remember leaving the theater angry. Yeah, was that fucking Universe Prayer movie? Um, yeah, Ugh. god damn it. Yeah, MC. I can't think of anything. Like um, nothing I've like flat out hated. Yeah, that I really used to enjoy. I mean. I could go for the easy thing and say like, well, I fucking hate Velma and I love to have, I've pretty much enjoyed Scooby-Doo my entire life. Yeah. But, um, also didn't, I wasn't invested enough into it to like care that it's not good. So I don't know, like, one thing, I don't, I don't, I can't say I have anything that I can think of offhand that rubbed me the wrong way. A lot, a lot of, a lot of stuff I was just kind of like, yeah, this just not for me. Yeah. Perfect example. I mean, of the three of us, I would say that I'm probably the biggest Star Trek fan. Um, Star Trek Into Darkness, the second half of that movie was was really bad and very derivative of any of the other movies that they had made. And it was really lazy. But there was a lot of it that I really liked. A lot of that movie that I really, really enjoyed. And like, just, it's not like, oh, I'm never watching Star, Star Trek again. They've ruined it for me. Like the, the third one, the one, um, shit, what was the director's name? Uh, the guy who did the Fast and the Furious shit that directed uh, Star Trek Beyond. Um, uh, Justin Lin? Yes, thank you. Lin? Justin Lin. I enjoyed the shit out of that one. I thought that one was great. I thought it was really good. It was a lot of fun. Like, it, it, it's just, it, I'm trying to think of someone that I didn't like. And, and I really don't have any that I'm just like, this was really 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 bad i can you can critique critique things for what they are not and enjoy them for what they are but like i just yeah eh, i think we're just i'm just kind of spinning my wheels here at this point yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah 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 um is this the have they announced that this is the final season of the mandalorian or have they not said anything about it or is this just kind of like it seems like it might be because they're kind of at mandalore now or going to Mandalore, so this seems like it would be a natural place to kind of tie it up. I honestly don't know. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Is this the last season of The Mandalorian? Oh, yeah. So John Favreau has already written season four. On February twenty yeah, second, he said that he's already written season four. So. Well, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah. I love when I search things for the Mandalorian on the internet and it always has something to do with Baby Yoda. Like it says, this is what we see Baby Yoda in season three. And it's like, I just love that they marketed this so well that people who don't even care about Star Wars, all they care about is Baby Yoda. And they're just like, will I get more of the baby? I need to see more of the baby. Let me see him. Uh, and they even said even season four won't be the end. Yeah. The same, the same, same, uh, same interview hopes the story will continue for a long time yeah good for pedro pascal man keep cashing the check dude yeah again 
Yeah. Gina Carano. Don't post your don't don't take don't post your oh, fuck. fuck. You have the you have the world. <laughs> we we talked about that on um was that on the cold open that we talked about that? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So how what was the name of the movie that she did? Oh, I don't fucking know. Um fuck. How to ruin your career in seven tweets, the Gina Carano story. <laughs> Terror on the Prairie. Terror on the Prairie. Terror on the Prairie. And how did it do at the box office, MC? $804 worldwide. <laughs> not 804 million. Not 804,000. $804. $804 American. This is okay. Worldwide. So let's put this in perspective for just a quick second here, okay? I haven't looked for it, and I'm not going to because fuck that movie. But let's just say, for example, this is how you know a movie is. I feel like if you were to try to search this movie to try to pirate it, you wouldn't even have to because people would just give it to you for free because they're not making any money on this. And like, guaranteed, there's no pirate sites that have this because they're like, well, why would I put it up here? Nobody wants to watch this. Like, $804 across the world. Like, what what happened to all the conservatives that said they were going to support her? That she's a great actress. Like, they called her a great actress. Well, they didn't know they were going to be getting this woke nonsense about some yeah. woman being a cowboy. What the fuck? Yeah, apparently the, uh, the AV Club article that, that reported about the people finding that, it, that, that they thought the film was too woke, apparently... Their complaints uh, uh, were about the film's male characters acting insufficiently masculine while allowing Carano's heroine to save the day. All these dudes shoot like stormtroopers and oh, and, oh, and just this one woman who can do it. Well, I didn't realize it's the fucking DNC, goddammit. <laughs> Man, do you, I'm just wondering if, because I mean, I'm sure that like her exterior is, you know, I don't regret anything. Nobody censors me. Like, you know, I'm Gina Carano, but like, there's got to be like behind closed doors conversations of why the fuck did I have to run my mouth? Like I could have just stayed on and been the lead in a Star Wars series. Like you got to think there's some regret there, right? I would... The problem with that with that sentiment implies that she has any kind of understanding or or, or capacity for self reflection that any of these fucking assholes do. Yeah. Because more than likely, my bet is that she is taking away from this that this is somehow the fans' fault. This is somehow. Um, you know, the, the, you know, I don't know, millennials and Gen Z being so woke that they can't support, you know, real movies. Um, and, and they, they, don't, they don't, you know, they, they're actually, they're not the feminists. We're the feminists because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, they wouldn't support a woman making a movie. Um, you know, where, where are they at now with their, with their dollars? Uh, why aren't they spending money to come see me? Um, the idea that this is her fault, I don't think will ever occur to her. Uh, at least not in any any uh, uh, 
real attributable sense. Um, it'll it'll just be you know there might be some closed doors like moments of uh, uh, you know a uh, Seymour uh, Skinner moments of like am, am am I the one that was wrong here did did I do this followed immediately by no it's the children um, <laughs> baby handcuffs wait are we the bad guys <laughs> yeah it's just yeah it, it it requires that they actually act like yeah. fucking adults and yeah. and step outside themselves for even a second yeah. and it's just. I just don't see it happen. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll go ahead and we'll wrap up here because, I mean, like, there, what else is there to talk about other than things that we've talked about a million times? People are dumb and they cry about dumb things. Um, I'm excited. I love more Star Wars content. Oh, and let me tell you. Okay, so we have a trip planned for Disney World in May. At first, the only place that you could meet Mando and Grogu was in Disneyland at their... Um, um, Batu, um, Galaxy's Edge. I, I lost it for a second. I was just gonna call it Star <laughs> Wars Land. Um, this is how excited I am about this shit. Um, fucking Mando and Grogu are in Orlando, and you can meet them in Florida. And I just about lost my shit. And I was like, Sandy, I don't know what we have to do. I, I have two kidneys. I really only need one, but we got to make this shit happen because I got to meet the fucking baby. I have to meet the baby. <laughs> I'm going to walk up and I'm going to say it just like Werner Herzog and be like, I would like to see the baby. I want to see the baby. <laughs> I'm so excited about this shit, dude. Like, it's I'm dumb. happy for you, sir. It's so dumb because it's just a dude in a suit and it's just a little, anim a little animatronic thing. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm so excited. Like, I, do you guys have anything like that? Because, like, when it comes to, like, costumed characters, like, if it's Donald Duck that I meet in person or, like, I, I, I get giddy. Like, I'm like a child and I just smile and I giggle and I'm so excited. Like, um, when we were at um, Awesome Con years ago, um, one of the uh, the nationals, like the, the presidents, the running presidents, like Teddy Roosevelt was there. I got to meet Teddy Roosevelt and I was just like giddy. I was like, <laughs> it's Teddy Roosevelt. That's cool as shit. Look at that. Like, I can't help it. it I'm, I'm, I just turn into an immediate child. Do you guys have anything like that where you're just like, it doesn't matter. I know there, that you have a, um, a soft spot in your heart, Mr. Rambo, for, for all things gnomes. I do. I so rarely, I mean, I, I, I've never seen anyone uh, in a, like a gnome costume in person. Um, you hear that, folks? The the one time that I I went to Disney, I was like, you know, kind of like, all right, yeah, I'm like kind of non plus. So we're heading up to it, and then we get to the entrance, and Dark Darkwing Duck is there. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing! And yeah, like any yeah. any presupposition of like I'm I'm an adult, and this is you know, I'm here to have fun, but this is this is a place essentially for children, and like. Fucking hell. Darkwing Duck is here. Let's get dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the um, former, uh, well, no, I wouldn't say former. He's still part of GGR. Um, GGR alum, uh, Andy Barsh, talks about how uh, when he went to Universal Studios as a kid, because um, Spider-Man is just his dude. Um, he went to Universal Studios as a kid and he was riding some ride and he came back and his mom was sitting on the bench waiting for him to finish the ride and fucking Spider-Man is just sitting there talking to his mom. And he was just like, Spider-Man, 
is talking to my mom and Spidey's like, oh, hey, Andy, what's up? Your mom is telling me how much of a fan you are. And like, he was just like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my, oh my God. Like, yeah, like that's, I, I love that. That's one of the things I loved about, uh, I love about geekdom is like when even, you know, it's a dude in a suit, but you don't care. Especially when they're like, when they're really like on point and they really have gotten it figured out. Like, it's awesome. Baymax, like, Jax was like that with Baymax because he fucking loves Baymax from Big Hero 6. Um, MC, do you have anything like that where it's like, like my love of costume characters, I, I can't help it. Even, even as a grown ass adult, I can't be like an adult about it. I can't be like, hello, nice to meet you, Donald Duck. I'm Mike Lunsford. Yes, it's wonderful to meet you. No, I'm like <laughs> giddy about it. Uh, not in terms of celebrity, of like, it, like, I think, like, um, I think more of like when I see really good cosplayers at conventions, like not, it's not about, it's less about like the celebrity of who they're playing, but more about like the whole, holy shit, that's a, uh, this, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're dressed as this. Yeah. I mean, two Samus cosplayers, there's a Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> um, oh, someone yeah. at KatsuCon dressed as uh, Invader Zim, Gurr, and um, the, uh, the guy Zim doesn't like it. His name I can't remember. Oh, Dib? Dib, yeah. I'm dressed as all of them. And I literally like bolted, like bolted across the walkway because I was like, no, I gotta get a picture of this. <laughs> I gotta get a picture of this. But, like, uh, other than that, like, not, as, uh, not necessarily, but you know, I'm just always excited to see the little, you know, really good costumes of maybe stuff that I just either have never seen before or yeah. that I haven't thought about, that I haven't thought about it forever. A fucking creative cosplay is like my favorite. There was one um, at Awesome Con a few years back where they came as the Arthur meme, like the angry fist. Oh, yeah. Like, I, remember, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and the girl was like, per it was perfect because she was like, when people don't recognize your meme, and I was like, what do you mean? And then she made the face. She was like, mm, and like balled up her fist. I was like, oh, that's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. So sh shout out to cosplayers. Hey, your episode of The Overflow is all about your trip to Otakon, isn't it? Katsukon, yes. Fuck, I always mix those <laughs> two up. God damn it. Katsukon. So, um, thank, thank you, gentlemen, as always, for this wonderful podcast. But also, thank you, listeners out there, for uh, tuning in and uh, listening to us uh, talk about the Pedro Pascal Fest that is uh, television right now. Check out MC Brooks's latest episode of The Overflow. It's all about his trip to Katsukon. So you can hear about all of his exploits and all the wonderful cosplays and things that he saw. Uh, but make sure you tune in to future episodes of At The Diner. We'll have more glorious and wonderful content as uh, The Mandalorian Season 3 rolls on as we uh, close out shop on The Last of Us. But also, too, we'll uh, we'll be talking uh, Season 3 of uh, Picard uh, here on... Um, FedCon here as soon as BJ gets back from New Zealand. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. Uh, also, our buddy Russ is doing great stuff over at the Gamer Den. Uh, some more wonderful podcasts for you to hear there uh, for all you video game uh, fiends that are just itching to have more podcast content. We're here to do that for you. So thanks again for tuning in, everybody. And remember, folks, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, 
for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy.